Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, you guys, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. We are going to be talking today about showing up and stress. And I have a lot of really actionable steps about stress that I'm going to get into in a second. But first, I want to share about showing up. So I have not emailed the Plan Simple crew in about a month. I did not post a podcast here last week. And I've been really judgy with myself about this little hiding escapade that I feel like I'm on. And this is something I can do rather unconsciously. It's something I've always done. Hiding is definitely a thing I do to stay safe. Anyway, this time it was just as much about the stress and getting too busy. And that's why, and eventually we're going to talk about stress. But first I have to explain myself a little bit more. So work has gotten really busy, you guys. Not only am I committed to this conversation, and I am deeply committed to this conversation about wellness and planning, planning for our wellness, that is, I've decided to put back on my designer hat, which I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I am a designer by trade. That's why I made the flow planner. It's why I could make my own book. I, that's what I do. And I had a design firm for 15 years before I had this whole health epiphany and decided to make this my career. And this is still very much my career, but I've really been balancing it with motherhood for the past 15 years. And I've been having this itch to get back into that creative side of myself. Not that this isn't creative, but I find that as I put my CEO hat on more and more with Plan Simple, the my creative part goes away a little bit. So I'm super excited to be putting my creative hat back on for another brand. So that's happening. And it feels so good. It feels so creative. It feels so needed inside of me. But what I'm realizing is it takes time, right? Like all of a sudden I have 20 hours for this business and, you know, maybe 30 hours for this other business. And that's a lot of time in the week. So to help make up for the time, I've been doing a lot of behind the scenes work with my team. We've been staying really busy cleaning up the back end of Plan Simple to better serve you. And I am calling it Plan Simple and that's all going to change when this back end comes to light. Um, I've decided that we got to talk about more than just the food. That's what the flow planner really showed me. This is about planning everything, right? It's about the food and the wellness. It's about the lifestyle and our families. It's about our spiritual practices and our self-care, and it's about our work. And it's all these things coming together and putting into our days all the different parts that really matter and move us forward in the part that we're needing to move forward on. That's what I want this conversation to be about. And I do find that food plays a big part in this conversation. And so it's not going away, but we are going to shift into calling it Plan Simple. Um, And we will talk about meals still, but we're also going to talk about relationships and spirituality and work. And it's super, super exciting. And I'm hoping it better serves you. 
So when the back end of my business, that is, gets messy, um, emails don't get sent. Packages arrive late. And I was finding that I was experiencing that in July as I was also taking on more design work. So I've also been really, really busy serving the women who stepped up to Flow 365, which is our year-long program that we're really trying to have a mastermind, a group, a support system around staying in action around those things that matter to us. So all the stuff I was just talking about. So that's been happening. So there's just been all these things that just feel like they've been pulling me away um, from the business as I knew it. And then there's the other thing, which I know that you guys can all relate to, which is fall. And just the transition that happens as we go from summer to fall and having to deal with buses and carpools and new activities and homework and meals before eight. I don't know about you, but in the summer, our dinner was really late and packing lunches and all these things that make fall. And then the one that really hit me this year was my oldest started high school. And oh man, I just guess I thought, I had this myth, and I hope I'm not that much work to my parents still in my 40s, but I had this myth that as our kids get older and older, it becomes less and less work. And the work changes, no doubt. I am not chasing somebody in worries that they're going to fall off the side of our yard anymore. But the emotional thing is real. And having a middle schooler and a high schooler, it is work. And I find myself really wanting to show up in a different way for them. So that's happening too. So it's a lot and it pulled me away from you, but not for long. And what I was thinking is I wanted to share sort of where we've gotten, like what ahas I had in taking this time away. And then the reason that this episode is really about stress and why I have these strategies is because what I've found is that I don't feel a lot of stress, even though life is really full right now. Um, and that's just because I have these tools in place that have helped me with that. And so I wanted to share those with you. I've got 10 of them to be exact. So I just want to explain a little bit more about this reorg. So I've really, really tried in the past month to see what parts of my business give me the most joy. And spoiler alert, this is going to relate into one of the stress tips. But helping other women plan for wellness and overall balance is really like the top of my list. Like that is what I want to be doing. And I've been really thinking about how do I create a community? How do I create traction around this idea and then anything I create around this idea, right? Like the planner and courses and this year-long program. Like how do I communicate that? And this is where I realized that I'm really spread too thin because just a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting there at my computer and I was trying to write Facebook posts and little teasers that we put on Pinterest and I still sometimes write Twitter things, even though I don't think that we've gotten them. I've gotten posted them in a long time. Like I just have this laundry list of stuff that I'm always creating and recreating. You guys, I invent the wheel a lot, reinvent the wheel a lot in my business life, not so much in my home and food life, but definitely in my business life. I'm not proud of that. And I realized that I'm just spread too thin 
with things that don't give me joy. So last week, I literally could not make a podcast happen. Three guests canceled for emergencies in the week prior, which I think I told you guys about. I didn't, and I just, I literally couldn't have any ideas. Like I can always hop on and do an episode like this. And I literally had no ideas for an episode. I was feeling in this just creative hole. And I don't know if you can relate to that when you've been feeling like too busy or stressed, right? I guess I was actually stressed. So I realized that there's three things that I really, really do love. And I realized that I couldn't do anything about the emergencies of the people who couldn't be on the podcast, but I realized that, and I couldn't do anything to figure out an idea for what to show on last week, but I did realize that I could give myself the time and space to be creative, to even have the space to think of an idea to be able to show up. And that was a really important shift. And it's funny because, you know, we got to practice what we preach. And literally, this is what I preach. And I wasn't seeing it for myself, which is so interesting. And in taking that space, I really realized that there's three things in my business that I really, really love. And no matter what else happens, I really know that I would be so happy if I could find the time and the space for these things. One of them is this podcast. The other one is just this notion of teaching women how to fit wellness into their days. And so this is really about scheduling. And sometimes that takes the format of me standing up in front of a school. Other times it's online. Other times it's here. But just boiling things down to their simplest form and really focusing on the time aspect of things, the time aspect of wellness. Like that's the part that really caught me as giving me a lot of joy. Um, and, and this sort of came out of the fact that we were sifting through all this stuff that I, I have done. And a lot of it was around food and, um, you know, very specifically around food. And though food does definitely reflect back on scheduling, which I'll get to in a sec, you know, it was the scheduling part that was really in the calendaring and the planning part that was giving me a lot of joy. And then the third thing that I really figured was giving me joy was just like this the image, the the making, the designing. And I am t- taking part of that back in this whole other aspect of my life. But I also, I need to do that in this business. I need to do that with Plan Simple. I need to be making things. I love taking pictures. I love making graphics. Um, I love that creative hat that I can put on. And so it came clear to me that in writing all these little posts that I wasn't having joy, I just got to focus on one thing. And the thing that really gives me joy, I think, is Instagram because it really reflects back all of the all of the, the things that I love to do. And weirdly, it's the thing I haven't been doing because I've been so pulled in these other directions. So there's things that I also figured out I don't love. I don't love feeling like I have to market all the time. I really don't love Facebook. It's not that I don't like it as a tool, but it was getting frustrating. I was showing up to all these things. People weren't seeing things. I would get sucked in. You know, I would, you know, read other people's stuff and be commenting and get sucked into conversations that really weren't part of this mission that I wanted to to do. And I realized that it wasn't serving me and it wasn't serving you guys because people weren't seeing the things. 
And the whole cooking video thing, that was stressful to me. Having to hire a videographer, come into my kitchen, everything be perfect. Like everything's not perfect when I cook dinner. And what I'm realizing is that there's so many people who teach about good food and I'm super excited to bring them to you guys and show you guys what they do. I, you know, there's people who can teach us how to save money. There's people who can teach us how to cook vegan. There's people who can teach us how to cook gluten-free and all these things are our things that I have done and do. But I think that helping you guys fit these things into your life is way more my superpower and none of us can be everything. So this seems like it would be obvious, but it was a little bit of an aha for me this week. So here's what I've decided. There may be time when this company needs those things and will outsource them. But for right now, I need to lean into less in a bigger way. And so that's what I'm going for. So here's some of the things I'm experimenting with. And I always experiment in 90-day lots. So for the next 90 days, the podcast is actually going to come out more frequently. I'm sure you weren't expecting that. Isn't that weird? But I feel like when you give yourself space and you really lean into things, you can make them happen how you want them to. So showing up to this microphone is so fun for me. It's so fulfilling. And so I'm just going to do that more often. And there'll be different kinds of episodes. There's going to be the normal interviews with amazing women who do great things and connect you guys with info that I'm hoping is really useful to you. There's going to be a new series, which is going to start on Monday with an amazing business coach who specifically works with mama CEOs, Megan Flat. She's been on the episode before, and we're going to dive into user question or user questions. We're going to dive into your questions, audience questions. Um, see, I have my web design hat on, which we call web designers, web users. And I'm thinking of the flow of a website <laughs> instead of the podcast. Anyway, so Megan and I are going to dive into your questions. We put out a loose um, feeler and got our initial questions. We've started recording. It is so much fun. And the idea behind us showing up together is that she really has amazing skills around business. Around So this series is really for women who I find a lot of you are, who are either creating a business, have their own business, do an MLM or are dying to get into business. And Megan is just super organized around business. And our first episode is going to be all about the magic of 90 days. I hope that's not a total spoiler alert because we both believe so strongly in this. And we just have these great conversations that really bring together the business part and the wellness part and the family part. And we can look at it really as a whole, just based on what we do for a living, but also with our own experiences, because we're showing up to these things every day as well. So I'm super excited for that. We have 10 episodes planned as long as we get the questions. So while I'm at it, if you have a question that you would like to ask Megan and me, we would love to have it. And you can go to plansimplemeals.com backslash ask, and you'll get to this little recorder thing and you can record your question and we will answer it. If that feels like a barrier that is too big, you don't want your voice heard, you feel like you say like an um too much, which don't worry, we might even make you sound better, but it doesn't matter if you say like an um, it's fine, but go leave the question there. It's like, that is the way that our listeners can really feel the humanness of your question. But if you really need to write it, you could also email me at plansimplemeals.com. We just want to be able to answer your questions. 
Okay, so that's happening, and I'm super excited about that, and that will be you know one time a week. We're still going to have the interview series. I definitely have a few bigger episodes of things I want to share, like this one that I'm eventually getting to today about stress. So there'll be some of those. And then there's going to be these mini episodes, and there's going to be two kinds of mini episodes. One is going to be based on this notion of doable changes, which I talk about a lot. And the episodes are simply going to be, I pick one doable change and I share with you guys how I would go about that in a week, like what some of the things I would think about planning for to get that thing done. And we're going to go through things like how to actually drink your eight glasses of water, how to get better sleep. Um, how to add in your green smoothie practice. Those are all food-related ones. We're going to cycle between my different categories. Um, Lifestyle one might be how to clean out your closet, how to organize a specific room, um, how to upgrade your relationship with your spouse. Spirituality might be about creating a meditation practice or, I don't know, learning how to um, take better care of yourself. And then in work, There'll be specific ones as well, and we'll get a really good idea of what questions you have. But the work ones to start off are going to be more about how you um, protect your work time and protect your home time, what some strategies are behind that, and how to fit them into your week. So I'm super excited for those mini episodes. Those will literally be just 10 minutes, and you can take action and run with them and hopefully create some amazing habits in your own life. Then the other kind of mini episode is going to be, I just read so many books and I feel like there's so much I want to share every time I listen to an audio book, hear a podcast, read a full book, whatever it is, you know, about all these categories, about food, about lifestyle, about organization, about relationships, about spiritual practices, about work. And I just want to be able to share those back to you guys. So it's literally going to be 10 minute, one major thing learned from this reference, um, just so you have those things going forward and I have a way to serve them up to you. So that's it. I'm super excited to be here more often. I hope that you guys like it. I can't wait to hear your feedback and yeah. And I really hope that we can just solidify this community. This feels like the best way to connect right now for me. And So I'll love to hear feedback as well. And I'm going to go into that in one sec. Always, always feel free to go rate and review if you haven't the Plan Simple podcast. If you're listening to a specific episode, you kind of in iTunes have to research for the Plan Simple podcast in order to get to the place where you can rate and review it. And so if after you listen to this or if you press pause and go do it, that is hugely, hugely appreciated because the more people who rate and review it, Um, the higher it will get on iTunes and the more right I will have in 90 days to say that I should keep doing this and keep showing up three times a week, which is what I really want to do. Okay. So the other thing about community and connecting is that I think Instagram is also going to be a great way to do this. And I've been having so much fun. And this was taught to me by my high schooler, by the way, which is so sad, but he asked for Instagram forever and ever and ever. And we kept saying, no, 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 no. And I really do believe that we start too early. And so I was just holding on for as long as possible. So yes, I did wait until high school, but I don't regret it. I'm glad he learned very quickly and it really makes him think about what he's doing when, but he did teach me that direct messaging on Instagram is very cool and that it could be a really good way 
for my audience to commu- and me to communicate. And so I'm super excited about it. So I did tell you guys just five breaths ago to email me, but you can also DM me on Instagram. You, I think you have to follow me in order for me to see it in the right place. So you follow us, plan some, I think we're still at plan simple meals there. Oh goodness. That's a thing we need to fix. Um, but look us up and then DM me. It's me on the other side. I will get back to all my DMs. It's super easy to just scroll through them and be able to read your comments, read your questions and get back to you. Much easier than email where my box is really filled with a lot. Um, you know, orders coming in, lists I've signed up for, classes I'm taking, clients, all that kind of stuff fill up my inbox. And I do have a system for getting through it each day, but I just think that if I go check in on Instagram every afternoon and everything's there in DM, it will be so awesome. And so I'm committing to posting a picture there every day. I'm going to show up on stories and play around with that. And I'm going to get back to your messages. So I'm just so, so, so excited. Um, The designer in me definitely loves a good image. So I don't know if I'm doing as good job at being the CEO with these two things, but oh my gosh, I feel so much lighter, so much better. I don't feel any stress and I'm so, so excited to move forward in this new way. Now, there are some exciting announcements because as we've cleaned up the back, we're creating new front to show you, but that's not, that's still in the works. So stay tuned on that one. All right. You guys, let's talk stress. So I feel like we live in this world where busy is a badge of honor and where FOMO, which is a favorite word of mine these days, a favorite acronym, it stands for the fear of missing out. I'm sure you know that, but I didn't learn it till recent months. So I thought I'd share that. It's just so real. It's so real that we're asked how we are and we say busy and that that somehow feels good for a brief moment and that we say yes to everything because we don't want to miss out on it. We want to be part of everything. So I just feel like stress is this topic that really comes up at this time of year. I feel like people talk about it more because as we transition from summer to fall, we just, we feel it more. We, we don't give ourselves the breaks that we really need. We use fall as an excuse to get busy again. So on next week's podcast, the interview, which will be on Wednesday, is with a great friend and who's also a doctor, and her name's Sarah, and you're going to love her. And we talk about how stress and food are the two things she ends up you know, talking with her patients most about because they are the two causes of sickness that she sees in her office. And I just found that really interesting and really felt called to show up and talk about stress today. So I found this infographic, you guys, on the Institute. No, it's called the American Institute of Stress website. First of all, that's a thing. The American Institute of Stress. Like, really? What? And so that's the first thing. The second, third, fourth, fifth, and maybe sixth thing is I need you to hear these statistics that I found on their site because they're crazy. All right, ready? Here it goes. 44% of Americans feel more stressed than they did five years ago, 
one in five Americans experience extreme stress. So this comes out in the form of shaking, heart palpitations, depression. 60% there, oh, sorry. There has been a 60% increase in productivity over the past 20 years, but stagnant wages. So this means that we're working harder for less money. That just sounds stressful, doesn't it? So stress is the basic cause of 60% of human illness and disease. In fact, three out of four doctors, so our friend Dr. Sarah is not the only one, three out of four doctor visits are for stress-related ailments. That's crazy. So stress increases the risk of heart disease by 40%. It increases the risk of heart attack by 25%. It increases the risk of stroke by 50%. 40% of stressed people overeat or eat unhealthy foods. 44% of people who report being stressed out lose sleep every single night. Extreme stress events, things like divorce, job loss, reduce you guys, they reduce your, your brain size. They reduce gray matter in regions tied to emotion and psychological functions, which can lead to future psychiatric problems. So it literally, stress literally shrinks the brain. Um, Stress-related ailments, and this is like overwhelming to even say out loud. Um, Stress-related ailments cost the nation $300 billion every year in medical bills and lost productivity. And that, you guys, is $100 billion more than what obesity costs Americans. It goes on and gives um, a whole bunch of statistics. And this graphic I have put in the blog post, so you can go look at it and check it out for yourself. So today I'm going to go into the 10 behaviors that have helped me eliminate stress in my very full life. And I'm hoping that they also serve you. These are all really actionable things that you can do in your life as well. But before I dive in, I just want to acknowledge quickly that my 10 ways of how to manage stress are totally coming from a place of privilege. And I want to acknowledge that. And this is really a concept I'm just trying to get better about addressing because I want to acknowledge that there are definitely people for whom stress and food choices and all the stuff we talk about here aren't a choice, that they're naturally stressed out because of the color of their skin, because of their partner or something their partner is or isn't doing for them, or the fact that they may or may not have a roof over their head. And I just want to acknowledge that I feel so lucky that I have a supportive partner, that I have a roof over my head, and just acknowledge that I am a white woman in my 40s. And I do think, though, that this is an important conversation, the privileged one, but also the stress one, um, because I just see so many moms in my community who put so much stress on themselves. And I did it too. And I really, really do believe that we can prevent it. So I acknowledge that it's privileged, but I also want everyone to consider this as a privilege and as something that you can have some control over. So let's dive into these 10 behaviors. Number one is say no. I've talked about this before. I think it's really important. It's much harder to do in practice than it is to say. But I, I just need to remember 
that I don't have to volunteer for everything at school, even though I'm constantly being told I should. I don't have to say yes to mom's night out, even though I really want to go. I don't have to say yes to the second or third soccer league that my kid wants to be in. I don't even have to say yes to the travel version of soccer if that really doesn't serve me. I don't have to say yes to work on a project that will keep me up late at night. And the thing is that when it's all done, at least Everything that really needs to get done will get done always. It's not about me and it's not about you. All right. We can say no. And in fact, a very interesting thing came to my attention today, which is one of the women who's um, working on creating her plan for the year and really flowing for the year sent a message to our group saying that she had been asked for a particular time to go twice a week to an appointment with her son and she has multiple kids and this time just threw everything off. And so she said, you know, that's not the best time. Here are three other times that would work better. And so she said no. And the other times worked better and they were fine for the person. And so sometimes it's just about drawing a boundary and creating the space and time for the things you need to do in a time that really works for you. All right, number two, take care of yourself first. Right now, every morning I've been waking up and I've been going on a walk with a good friend. That's the only reason I wake up early to go on the walk, so I'm very grateful for her. I write three pages in my notebook because I've committed to this artist's way three-page thing, which that's a whole other episode, and I meditate for five minutes. This whole thing takes me probably about 40, but I'm really conscious that when I don't do these things because I'm not perfect and I don't do them every day, I feel the difference. And these are just the three things that are making a particular difference for me right now. I've had other seasons where I'm focused on different things like my sleep or my food or my relationships. Um, Some things that we talk about a lot in the Plan Simple community that have had impacts on my life and other people's life. Um, I just wanted to list a couple out in case you're thinking of how you might take care of yourself first. Green smoothies, water with lemon, stretching early in the morning, reading a book, making your own lunch before you go out the door, oil pulling, dry brushing, taking a food supplement, taking a shower, brushing your teeth, not everything has to be complicated, blow drying your hair, doing a salt scrub, that's a bit more 2.0, journaling, hugging a child, prepping food for the rest of the day so you're not rushed later exercising. You could jump rope. You could hula hoop. You could do some yoga moves. You could plan your day. You could email a friend. You could get inspired by a new recipe. You could shop alone before while uh, someone else, another adult is still in the house. You could organize a drawer. You could drink some warm tea. You could wake up early just to be alone. You could make some green juice. These are just some ideas but take care of yourself first. This oxygen mask strategy is real and makes a big difference. You have to use your intuition to understand what it means to you right now to take care of yourself from that list. You know, there are moments when getting a shower is real and hard. And there are moments when you've got that down pat, you're eating well, and you're ready to do something else that that happens too and i feel like it fluctuates it's not a constantly it's not constantly up you know it, it sort of fluctuates with the seasons so tap in and see how you can take care of yourself this season 
Okay. Number three, notice if certain foods make you feel more on edge. Hello, gluten and dairy in my life. Literally, these foods made me sick and I had no idea, you guys, until eight years ago when I took them out. And I put up with feeling sick and tired for so, so long. So right now, I've given up those two things. It's been consistent for eight years. There's other things I've let in and out over the past eight years, but those have stayed really consistent. So, but there's stuff that's gluten-free and dairy-free that's not good for me. And I find that right now, those make me feel on edge. So I had a potato chip week this summer, which I call the potato chip week, not because I think potato chips are bad or because I was particularly um, focused on never having them again after this week. But I did notice that during this potato chip week, there was a lot of events where I was sort of like nervously eating potato chips or starting to eat potato chips and I couldn't stop. And it just doesn't leave me feeling good. And that causes me stress. Not feeling good causes me stress. So if it's food that's not making me feel good and that leads to stress, then it's the food place that I have to start at. So what what do you notice? I have, people have noticed that caffeine or coffee make them feel stressed. People have noticed that they use alcohol, you know, to not feel stressed, but then notice on the other side, they feel stressed because they feel dehydrated and their body doesn't feel full of energy. So what are these things that might be causing you stress that are literally things that you just don't need to put in your body? Okay. Say yes to help others. So this thing is not meant to counter number one, which was to start saying no. This is meant to mean to say yes to little things that make somebody else feel really good. So I actually have a great example this week. We were in Trader Joe's. I was there with my youngest daughter. And as we were getting in the car to come home, which we were kind of in a rush because my 11-year-old was home. She's fine home alone, but she had started to call um, wondering where we were. So I was just trying to rush home and get dinner on the table. I think it was like quarter to six. So it was like that time. And we saw this dog roaming around the, the, the parking lot. And, you know... To be 100% honest, I'm not yet a dog person. My kids want one more than anything, but that just wasn't my thing. So it wasn't my first instinct to like go look at this dog. I did see it had a, she had a collar and I saw my daughter really wanting to go help and thinking that something was wrong with this dog. So we went, we got the dog. My daughter held on to the dog. I read the, the late, the, the caller and saw that the dog had a name and that there was phone numbers. And I tried to call the two phone numbers. No one answered at first. Meanwhile, all these people in the parking lot were surrounding us and somebody pulled over and had like dog beef jerky. Somebody had water to give the dog. And we were just thinking about what to do next because I didn't get these people on the phone. And somebody had said they could drive the dog home. My daughter really wanted to do this, but I was thinking, you know, really we should be getting home. And there's that whole part of I'm not really a dog person, but I was trying not to let that get in the way. And I tried to call one more time. And this time the woman answered and she had been on a run and she had turned around and the dog wasn't there. So she had actually madly been looking for the dog for the past half hour. So that just felt really good. Now, we're not always going to see a dog running around, but you know, helping an older person across the street, holding a door open at school for a child or for a teacher, saying thank you to a teacher, um, saying thank you to anybody, extra care to talk to the person who's checking you out at the grocery store. All these things really help us with stress. And 
those are things we can say yes to. They're little, they're short, and they make, they lift somebody else up. Does that make sense? Okay. Next one, learn that it is not about you and you can't control everything. This is a big one. It's kind of two, but I put it together. So this, this, let's talk first about the dog person. <laughs> let's go back to the dog story. So the woman whose dog we found, found her dog, she found us, and she was stressed. She was really stressed. She had been looking for her dog for half an hour. You know, imagine what had gone through her head in that half an hour. So what happened was she ended up grabbing the dog and just sort of like running to her car across the parking lot. She didn't say thank you. She was kind of angry. And my daughter looked at me, who's nine, and said, is she going to go hurt that dog? And I said, no, of course not. And she said, well, why didn't she just say thank you and hug her dog and love her? And it's just so important to realize that stress affects everybody and that we don't always act our best in a stressful situation. And her not saying thank you, it's not about us because what my daughter immediately went into was feeling stressed that the dog wouldn't be okay. And that's not her stress. That's not something she has to hold. She had done her act. It was over. And now this woman had it. And we just have to understand that that woman had her own set of circumstances that we can't even begin to address or think or guess because we, we don't know her. We don't even know who she is. Um, it's a little harder when we know people because we think we know more about them, FYI, but we don't. All we really know about is ourself and our feelings and our relationship to stress. Now, the second part of this comes up a lot as parents which is we can't control everything. Can you believe that? Can you believe that we can't control everything? We cannot control how teachers you know, are treating our kids. Of course, if they're doing something bad, we can go help and control that. But, but we can't control what our kids take out of that, like what they're taking to heart or what they're not taking to heart or what they're hearing. Um, we can't control if our child has dyslexia. We can't control if a certain child at school is or isn't our child's friend. We just can't control these things. All we can do is model. Like we can barely even control what our child does. We only can control how we approach situations. And a lot of all these things about not being stressed help us show up in a way that models that for our kids. And so when we don't take to heart something that happens to us, our kids don't have to take it to heart. And we're going to find ourselves controlling less and less and less. But these things that we want to control and we can't control can consume us. They can definitely take over. We can think about them all day. We can think about them all night. And the truth is, at the end of the day, we have no control over them. So one of the things that I do a lot is I just make sure that I am writing, getting everything out of my head and onto paper. You've heard me talk about this, the master list, the dump, the brain dump. And I find that on that list is always a couple of things that I have no control over. So I very consciously just scratch them out. I can't control this. This is not something I can control. And this whole thing really helps us with stress because a lot of times our stress is related to things that we have no control over. And then we have to know what we do have control over. Okay. Next one, embrace the idea that there's no way it is supposed to be. I almost have to say that one again. Embrace the idea that there is no way it is supposed to be. 
So I found that it was really, really hard when I first became a parent that there was no blueprint, <laughs> there was no book, there was no one who had taught me exactly what I was supposed to do. And in the early years, what that led to was I literally like kept lists, I kept note in my head of all the things that I thought a good parent should do, like every time I saw somebody who was I thought was a good parent, which was pretty much every parent except me. So, you know, I would see what classes people sign their kids up for. And obviously everyone signs their kids up for different classes. So that was a huge list. I would see what people fed their kids. I got a very early um, demonstrations of what kid food is, which wasn't even a concept that I even grew up with. So why I would think that any kid needs what we call kid food, which is like chicken fingers and French fries and whatnot is beyond me. But even I fell into that. Um, always have them dressed well, pull them, you know, put them in the best schools, do art with them or go to museums with them whenever there's a free moment. Like literally, these are the things that I thought made me a good parent. And there's just not enough time in the day, you guys. There's not enough time in the day for everybody's activities and for my kids to do all of them. There is not enough time in the day for me to sanely and stress-free get to all those activities. And then as they've gotten older, they bring these ideas to the table. So it's not even only about me and the idea of what I think there should be. They have ideas of what they think they want and you know that they want to be on this team and that team and take this lesson and that lesson. And there's no one way. There's only the way that we choose. And I really do believe that we have to choose what is right for our child, our children, and our family. So, you know, I have three, you listening may have one, you may have two, three, four, but when you have multiple kids, like each child might be a little bit different. And so they're each going to want different things. And we just have to decide like what is what is really needed, what is right for that child, but also what is right for our family. And it's the hardest lesson. It's the one I've learned on the most daily basis. But we just got to believe that everything that we do, like we're going to raise amazing kids and there's nothing that we can say no to today that's really going to affect the outcome of our child, even if it means that we can't drive nine hours every Saturday to go to some sporting event. If we've said no to that, that's okay. Our kid is going to be okay. They can still play soccer somewhere else. They can still do something else. If that is going to drive us insane, we shouldn't do it. If that empowers you, that's totally different. But we have to figure out what way is right for us, knowing that there's no way it's supposed to be. Okay? All right. Reframe things that stress you out. I love this one. And I think this is actually really my secret sauce. This is the thing I pull out most often. So you guys, I say this quite frequently, but nobody ever believes me. Like cooking really can stress me out. It has stressed me out. It used to be the most stressful thing in my life. Um, I've had moments when the driving, all the driving we do as a mother, like I could feel the gray hairs growing out of my head, like craziness, so stressful. So in both cases, you know, the, the tip of saying no and the strategy of asking for help has helped me. 
But the truth is, is there's still 21 meals in a week and there's still some driving that has to happen even when I say no to travel soccer, which it's funny because I use that example all the time and that's not something that comes up in our house. But you know what I mean. I have said no to things because I can't be in two places at once. I don't have time to drive an hour away in the middle of a weekday to go to horse lessons or whatever. Like there's things I've definitely said no to. There's things that don't fit in the budget that I have to say no to. I hate those things. I hate when I want to do something and I say no for that, but it's the truth. It's, you know, what we have to do. So I was just going to share how I've reframed things in those two situations. So with meals, I ask for help more than I used to. So I have different children set the table, um, wash dishes, take out trash and compost. Like that's all really helpful. I also just changed my mind about it. And I have just really come to believe that meals are our medicine. Like meals are the one thing that I can control in a day that will help us stay well. And so when I'm in the kitchen, I just tell myself that over and over again, not really over and over, but at the beginning I did, I told myself over and over again that I was really making this food for such a good reason. And it was going to make for a better future for all of us. And we weren't going to get sick and we were going to have more energy and we were going to feel really good in our bodies and all that kind of stuff. So that was really, really helpful to, for it not just to be about the fact that I was a mom and needed to get a meal on the table, much more empowering to you know be in charge of your family's health. With driving, I had to do something slightly different because driving does not affect anyone's health, nor does it, did it seem to affect mine in a good way. So, you know, one strategy was definitely to say no to things that caused me to be in the car too, too much. But with three kids getting older, like there is the car involved. It's just what happens, I guess, in suburban America. Maybe there's a different way, but this is the way I found and it's what happens. So it's funny because I have a good friend who actually has been on this podcast, um, Natalie Mochenko. So you can go listen to her episode, but she moved out of the country to a place where things are way more inexpensive. And so she's able to get somebody to drive her kids places very easily. And I was like, oh, that sounds, that sounds like really great, but that's not the truth of here and now in Boston, Massachusetts. So what do I do instead? Two things. I make a choice. If I'm alone, I listen to content. I listen to inspiring podcasts. I learn a new skill. It's how I've learned what I'm going to do when I go on Instagram in that whole goal I told you of showing up on Instagram. It's how I learn how to podcast. It's how I get inspired. Um, it's how I listen to my teachers who are you know, meditators or know things that I don't know about relationships. All of that, I listen to books. I love listening to books. Um, so that is what I do when I'm alone in the car. When I'm not alone in the car with kids, like they're actually in the car when we're going to the places because, you know, sometimes it's empty and sometimes I'm, you know, on the come home duty and sometimes on the, on the bring duty. When they're in the car, I just make a choice with what we all need. Um, if everyone's really talkative, we really use that time to connect. It's a great time to connect and learn about what happened in the day and um, talk about what needs to happen at home for homework and all that kind of stuff. I am very lucky to have talkative kids. But even when they're not talkative, um, or I mean, even when they are talkative, there's times when 
one doesn't want to be talkative and that's fine too. And so I just embrace that idea of listening and learning as well in the car. So I always have some sort of book or thing that we could listen to as a family. So I don't make them listen to my relationship recordings and that kind of stuff, but we do have other things that we can listen to. And that has really made my driving just feel not stressful. And it was just simply reframing and you know, redesigning the same activity in a different way. Okay. Plan in advance. I think we only have two more left um, after this one. So plan in advance. I used to get so stressed out by the idea of planning, like that I can't even believe that now this is on my list or that I made a planner. Um, so clearly you guys think I know, love planning, but it hasn't always been this way. I used to get so stressed out by the idea of planning because I thought it was constricting. I thought it made it so that I had no choices. Um, but I found that once I figured out the planning way that made the most sense for me, which you know had specific things that now are the planner, like it, I just thought about 90 days at a time versus a year at a time. I wasn't constrained to the dates of a calendar. I really took it day by day. I was really thinking about time more holistically. So I wasn't just focused on food or just focused on my work. I had to think about everything. So all these things have made planning feel better to me. And what I found is that it's given me the framework that I need to get in the things that matter to me, like the things that matter most to me. And I know that they'll get done. And then knowing that these things will get done or that I'm moving toward them at least, because I don't, there's definitely days where not everything gets done, but, but I'm moving toward these, these bigger, these ways of being, these, these things I want to be like, or these things I want to do. Um, I find a lot of freedom in my plans since I started thinking of it that way. And I, I just have faith that something's going to get done. Now in practice, what that looks like is I make sure you know, right now what I do is I fill out my flow planner page, but if I don't have that or before I had that, or if I was you and I didn't have a flow planner, what I would do is on a piece of paper, I would just write down these three things every morning. I would write down what's for dinner. I would do that first thing in the morning so that that wasn't something I thought about. I would write down the three things that I need to get done and I would make sure that they were really doable and not too big, like that I could get them done. And I would make sure if I was doing this for a week at a time, that they weren't all work, that there was something at home, like something at home showed in there. So maybe two work, one home. And I would make sure that I do one thing for myself and that I wrote that down on that piece of paper in the morning. And that's it. I think that's like the most important thing. And then the only other thing I would say about planning in advance, was, which ties in specifically to stress that I found, is just making sure that I leave enough time to start and stop things or to get to things. So I would find that I would say, okay, an hour, I go bring somebody to so-and-so. But like, the hour in my calendar would be the time they needed to get there and the time I needed to pick them up. And I wouldn't account for the 20 minutes it took me to get there and the 20 minutes it took to get back. And then in the hour before that, this drive, I would have an hour of you know some work task, but that hour was really cut off by these 20 minutes because I hadn't allotted for them in the calendar. So giving yourself the time to get places and get home and also just to start and stop. So if I have an hour to work on some project, I find it actually takes me 
10 minutes to just like get in the zone, to like organize my desk, take deep breaths, get into the space where I can start the work. And on the other end, I just need like 10 minutes to stand up and stretch or do something, like move a little bit, get a drink of water, take care of myself before I can hop into the next like work task. Does that make sense? Okay. So planning in advance is big um, in terms of my stress management. I feel like all these things I'm saying are important. So there's no really right place to start. Okay. Clear your space. I think this is number nine. Clutter can cause stress, you guys. And this can be clutter in your home or it can be clutter in your brain. So all that said, the idea that I have to clean out my whole house, I have to admit is stressful. So I've created a few tricks around that. Um, The first being that I just make sure there's always one corner that feels clear and I make a practice of spending 10 minutes each day decluttering either that space or if that space is already clear, then some small space in my house. So I feel like I'm always moving it forward. And then I let go of the rest until I plan for it. So weirdly right now in my 90 day plan is I'm trying to clean out the basement. Um, But the basement has been a mess for way too long, like for years. So that's okay. Um, I also regularly declutter my brain, which I already sort of alluded to a couple um, strategies ago. And that is just, I basically write a lot. I constantly dump out of my head onto paper. I do that at least once a week, every Sunday before I plan something. But if I'm in a particularly like time that could be high stress, I make sure to do it more often. And last but not least, I find people to connect with. So there is a lot of stress and feeling lonely. And somehow this mothering job became really lonely when we decided we needed to do everything for ourselves. And so this one is really about reconnecting with that idea that motherhood takes a tribe. I really think everything takes a tribe because as moms, we take on so much. So if you're an introvert like me, you may constantly feel like you want to be alone as you have kids and they're always around you. But I have found that finding a group of women who holds me accountable for different goals has taken away a lot of stress for me around big changes. So it's been so fun to be working with these women in Flow 365 for everyone who stepped up to do that because we're really doing it together. We're doing this calendaring thing together, but in different moments, you know, I've been in business masterminds. Sometimes my yoga class acts as my tribe or another exercise class. When my kids were little, I used to always join a mom's group and that became my tribe. Um, There's always a way to connect with people. Um, There's book clubs, there's your kid's school. Although what I'd like to say about that is just make sure it's your tribe, make sure that you're connecting with people not because of your kid, but because there's you believe in something similar and that that's somehow pulling you forward and out of stress because we don't want tribes to cause stress. Um, 12-step programs are another like group. There's Facebook groups about everything. So if you're feeling like you need support around you know, cleaning out your closet a certain way, I know there's a Facebook group around it. Now, I do think there's power in in-person So just remember that a little bit. If you can find something in your own area, that's good. But, you know, it's so important to connect. And this has been a big lesson for me as an introvert. The more I can connect um, 
with people who think like me in some area as I'm moving through something or feeling stressed about it, the less stress I feel. All right, you guys, those are my 10 things. Those are the 10 things I've got. I'm super, super excited for all of us to wrap up fall feeling not stressed and go into the holiday season with this energy. I know I probably just stressed you by saying that because it's not really quite the holiday season. But all this stuff, it's like it all builds on each other. So let's just try. Let's try as the Plan Simple Tribe. And you can tap into that. You're going to tap into that on Instagram, right? Plan Simple Tribe. That we are here to make it so that our badge of honor is not to say, I'm busy or I'm stressed. Because though this has come something that we accept and acknowledge and say out loud, there is another way and there's a healthier way and a more well way that's going to lead us to be the people who we really want to show up as in our work, as a parent, as a friend, and as a person. So I will see you guys on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Super excited for all the new iterations of this podcast. And I will see you guys actually on Friday this week. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals Podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit HealthyMomsMeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at HealthyMomsMeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.